0: great he is greatly to be praised wait a minute it's people out there there you are <laughs> uh, yes I can see everything close up, so I felt like I was seeing <laughs> God is good hallelujah father we bless your name we glorify your name hallelujah hallelujah we worship And you said that they that worship you must worship you in the spirit realm, in the truth realm, in our spirit, in our souls, in truth. Hallelujah, Father, so we worship you today. Hallelujah, we worship you today. We worship you. You are our Father, so we're giving you what you ask of us, and that is what you desire. May your heart be pleased today with your children. Hallelujah. Even on the day that we honor fathers, and we honor you, Father, even on that day, you are still blessing us. Hallelujah. Because of your goodness and your kindness, you cannot stop but do the good that you do. We are grateful today. Every heart, as we ponder on you, we are grateful. Grateful for the little things, Uh, big things to us for life, health, strength, uh, provision, and then we thank you, Lord, for all the spiritual blessings. Thank you, Father. So we bless your name. We glorify your name. You know when uh, during the service the song, uh, "Our oh, Father in Heaven, Hallowed be your name." You can sing with me. Your kingdom come quickly your will be done the same yes on earth as it is in heaven let heaven come to earth as it Let heaven, let heaven come. It's good that Jesus taught us that prayer. Oh my God, it is such a good prayer. Hallelujah. Because, you know, uh, just while the song was going on, and uh, yes, just thinking about the message, and this morning I'm going to share about uh, our Father, the Father of Blessings. Um, when Pastor Bush asked me to preach, he said, oh, you got word in you. You're going to uh, preach Sunday. And so I, I normally don't worry about what I preach. So then later on, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what am I going to share? And What am I going to preach? What do you want me to talk about? And he said, uh, I just heard the Father of Blessing. And then he didn't say anything else. Now, that's where I got nervous because <laughs> whenever, whenever he speaks, I'd like to kind of like get a glimpse of it. So you're about to hear a message that I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> Amen. In Jesus' name. <laughs> but you ever heard, had someone come and prophesy to you and they had time to prepare the prophecy? You know, I mean, to have time to go and say, I'm going to study the words of the prophecy and you know, write it in format. No, when you prophesy you just hear and you speak. Now I have taught before or I have preached before, uh, you know, following notes because God gave it to me and he gave me a whole lot of it before I came. And then there are times that he just gives me something and I know it's a download. I can feel something about it, but I can't I can't formulate in my mind exactly what he's gonna say. And that's weird. But uh but he's but he wants me to trust him. So trust him with me. Yeah. Yeah. When it says, when, when we sing the song and, and it's a prayer, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We think, about, we think about the actual kingdom. We think about a kingdom. We think about authority. We think about how kingdoms are set up. The earth then becomes a the territory. Christ the King comes and he sets up his kingdom. Um, but, uh, and that's, that is true, he, that is what he does. But there is, there is this that God wants us to, to be mindful of when we pray. There is a person, there is a you that is in heaven, that is sitting in a place of authority, which I'm gonna share about later on. And when you pray, let heaven come to earth, you're wanting that person to come and to be living through the Earth so that there'd be a union between heaven and earth, and then that person when that person lives through you the the Father receives his inheritance, his glory, which we'll talk about later on, he would receive the glory that he wants when the you that is up there connects with the you down here I'm saying you I, and I'm being careful with my words, you know we would say Jesus in me you know um, but there is, there is also the fact that we are here carrying out the work of the Lord, but we are seated in heavenly places right. in Christ Jesus. Amen. So there is a me up there, an authority, uh, a power, uh, heavenly places. And that me, I want that me to come here because when that me comes here, that me comes with heaven. And I get to, the me down here is, is now merged with the me up there. And I, I lived according to the the higher me. <laughs> I know it sounds weird but just I didn't have time to uh, censor it, you know. But then that me that has been sitting next to the father uh gets to do things that the father has said to me. But of course I am in Christ. So it's not that Christ is not there. So uh I figured I'd just say that. Another thing I wanted to say also. Um you you just went to my scripture. <laughs> Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. You went to my scripture. So, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Let's go back to that scripture, right? Selwyn's my guy. He's in the back there. Let's go to that scripture. No. The kingdom of heaven is like, well, I'll do the Amplified. That's good. Like a very precious treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid again. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has. Hallelujah. And by that field, securing the treasure for himself. Glory to God. The kingdom of heaven is like a very precious treasure hidden in a field. Now I need to read another scripture so that you all would understand. And so uh, in Ephesians chapter one, And I'm just going to keep flowing because the whole message is somewhere in there. (laughs) (laughs) Ephesians chapter 1, hallelujah. God wants us to praise him. Chapter 1, verse 1, glory to God. God wants us to praise him. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We bless your name. Glory to God. <laughs> Paul and Apostles, uh, we can do the New King James version. That way I don't have the, the poofiness of the word there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, boom! These, oh, there, you see how small it is compared to the first one? <laughs> Paul, <laughs> wait a minute, I just remembered. I did not do all my greetings. Pastor Bush, if you're watching, happy Father's Day. I didn't get to say. <laughs> I got so I got so caught up in what the Lord was saying to me while I was sitting there. But uh but uh you know you ever had that feeling like when Daddy's not home? Yeah. You know? I mean for some people that's a long time ago, but you know, I kinda still know that feeling. I anyhow. And uh it feels like Daddy's not home. But uh so it is true, the mice gets to play. Let's do some playing. I mean he's watching, but still, you know, I mean, hey. So let's play, all right? <laughs> but happy Father's Day. And to all fathers who are here, if I didn't get a chance to greet you personally, happy Father's Day. You are a blessing. God is working through you. I declare a blessing over you that you shall have great strength to bear the load of your family. Hallelujah. Great humility rests upon you now in Jesus' name. With humility, of course. Why is humility there? So that you can carry the burdens. The burdens are there, so you might as well ask for the humility. So, Father, I pray, give great humility so that the burdens that are carried would be carried in joy yes. and that it would be carried in love, that there would be a joy of carrying the burdens of the family, that there would be no arguments because of any burden. Hallelujah. Yes. That there would be no arguments because of any burden. That there would be no arguments because of any burden that is in the family. There would be no discord because of any burden but that, that husband, that man, that father would be willing to carry any burden that he sees in his family with joy. Give him that kind of strength, the kind that comes from above in Jesus' name. Happy Father's Day, fathers. Praise God. All right, so Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse two. Oh, sorry, we're just gonna be gone. Verse two. This is, uh, this is so wonderful what's coming after this. As soon as it comes. <laughs> Grace to you, and look at this. Grace to you and peace from God, whose Father? Our Father. Our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The next verse says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, wait, whose Father? Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, wait. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thought it was our Father. So we see clearly that our Father is Jesus' Father. That makes Jesus your brother. <laughs> it makes him your Brother. Uh, I, I need two brothers, same mother, same father. Any brothers? Okay, I need sisters. Sisters, any sisters? Oh my gosh, we have, oh, there we go, two sisters. Thank God, I was like, no brothers and sisters? Like, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. It's like, like, Mike is here and Shelly's not. It's like, oh, where, where at? okay, two sisters. Could you all stand up for a second? Now which, now when they were standing, I was not expecting, I don't know your name, so I'm just gonna describe your clothes, right? I was not expecting the lady in the black to be five feet taller than the lady in the orange. (laughs) Why? Because they're sisters. (laughs) I didn't expect their features to look different. You all could almost pass for twins why why are they going to pass for twins why are they going to look alike god has made it now we didn't make it that way thank you thank you for uh, helping me god has made it yeah. that we look like our family yeah. amen yeah. i i'm supposed to look like jesus that's good. Now, can i borrow you for a second kevin <laughs> kevin's my brother that's why we look alike yeah. <laughs> up, <laughs> when he came up here he got passionate yeah I get passionate That's right. he loves the word of God it is all he's talking about and he loves glorifying God I love glorifying God we look alike yes. hallelujah yeah. he wants to walk in his destiny he passionately wants to walk in his destiny so do I then that makes him my brother. He's my brother. Jesus is our brother because blessed be the God and Father of Jesus Christ who is our Lord. Now I'm, this, is, this is where I'm now going to unpack. That's all that God gave me, so we're going to unpack. I mean, that's all that he gave me in my mind and so the rest is by the Spirit. And it was, the first part was by the Spirit. (laughs) Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. What are those spiritual blessings? We can go to the next one. Whenever I get through the first, uh, sorry. We can go to the next one. (laughs) Because I I may want to go back. I don't want to set you up on automatic. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame, in love one of the blessings is that god hid us in christ before the foundation of the world there was the kingdom of god is like this there was a man who found a treasure in a field and hid it in the field and then he went and bought the field so he first hides in the field And then he goes and he buys the field, okay? There are levels to this. There there are levels to the meaning of this. I'm gonna go a little bit lower than where Kevin was. I'm gonna go down. So, uh, you know, because Kevin was just like, you know, just giving great revelation about it. I'm gonna go just a little lower. The first, there's a lower revelation that says that the people of God were hidden in the world And Jesus came, and he died for the sins of the entire world so that he can purchase his treasure out of the world. All right, okay, let's go lower now. God hid us in Christ, those who believe. And then, then (laughs) he puts us in the man who was made out of the dirt. And then he came and he purchased back that man that he hid in the man, in the dirt. Okay, now, the reason I'm I'm saying all this is because that is one of the blessings that we see in God, that we were already planned before we came where we are today. Before today, there is a plan. Now, I love it when there is a plan Because, like right now, Lord, if you told me what I was going to be doing in advance, I'd be so comfortable because I'm not worried about anything. Everything is already planned. Well, the truth is, the Spirit of God already planned it. I'm just kind of nervous. Like, I don't know where he's going. He's going to turn left or right. I don't know. But God planned it that from the very beginning, the first thing he did with Kevin, you're my example today, he took Kevin and put him in Christ before putting him in Adam. That is why when Adam wow. sinned, Kevin fell into sin. Mm-hmm. But because Kevin was first in Christ, when Christ comes and redeems Kevin, Kevin is redeemed. Yeah. Christ qualifies. Jesus is qualified. Wow. Wow. If he was not qualified, if Kevin was not in Christ before, what would qualify Jesus to come as a man and begin to do things on Kevin's behalf? why no angels could come and die for anybody. There is no one in the angel. (laughs) The angel cannot speak on behalf of any man because there is no man in him. That's why when Adam sinned, all men fell into sin because Adam had all men in him. I can't say, well, I'm a different person from Adam, so I shouldn't be facing the punishment of what he did. No, you're in him. But when Christ died, if you are in him, Glory to God. Imagine now how much exaltation you receive. It is certain that we did die when Adam died. Then we should be more certain that we live because Christ lived. That was the Father's plan. That's why he put us in Christ. And so he seated us. So now, so that is a blessing. God hit us. Then he put us in the world. So there's a treasure that's in Christ now in the world and then he came and he bought us from the world you know when I was uh as I ponder on this I'm hearing uh what's his name that man who had a wife who was really bad and uh his wife Goma Goma that's the name that's come to my mind Hosea Hosea right yeah Goma right and uh she uh she would not stay with him They got married, but then she just went off and did the prostitute thing. And God told him to go and purchase your wife back. But the man said, he came for his wife, Hosea came for his wife, and the man said, Look, this is my wife now. So Hosea had to pay for someone he previously owned. You heard that? Hosea had to pay for someone he previously owned. Jesus paid for someone he previously owned. Now, all these things we have heard before, but I'm, I think I'm going somewhere. I can feel it. <laughs> I think I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I found a vein, so I'm just, I'm just holding on to it. And we're just going, you know? Let's see where this takes us. <laughs> so, Jesus purchased, Jesus purchased us but we previously belonged to him. Now I want us, before I move on, I want us to ponder on this also. Jesus is not just an individual like the person you think of when he came in the flesh. Before he was manifested in the flesh, he existed in the spirit realm as the manifested word. So when it comes to what we think of, when it's, you know, word is the best way for us to understand Jesus, one of the best ways. So the Word of God is in Him, and if that word comes out of Him, Jesus comes out. So God, Jesus comes out as like the word. That's the best way to describe Jesus. because God is a spirit, Jesus is the Spirit, Holy Spirit, Spirit. So then how do you distinguish? Because the three are one, yes, still there. How do you distinguish one? Well, there's God the Father and the, and the word that describes who the Father is when it comes out of Him, well, Jesus. So he's the only begotten, because God has one word. All right, so he's the only begotten, that's the word. But God hid Clayton in that word. Somehow my name is in the word. Sorry, I I was gonna use you, Kevin, but that was too good. (laughs) I am in the word. I am in the word. I am hid in the word. You are hid in the word. When were you hid in the word? Before the world began. Let's see, did we get to that? Oh, yeah, there it is. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. He hid me. He hid Kevin, okay? (laughs) The Father, our Father, Shadabah, our Father, the Father of the Word, and the Father of the one he hid in the word. Amen. So he hid us in the word before yeah. sin. Mm-mm. Before <laughs> sin, before anything. He hid me in his word. But of course, if I'm just hidden in word, I'm going to say something, don't let it trouble you. It's just word. It's only Word. You know, Jesus said something and he has no shame in his game. Jesus submits to the Father and he is not troubled by it. You know, he has no shame in his game. He says, I submit to the Father. Whatever the Father tells me to do, I do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. Jesus, aren't you your own man? No, that's not how it works. The word has a source. It can't be different from the source, you know? So the word is submissive to its source. So when Jesus then said, I must go so that the comforter will come is because Jesus realized if it is just me and only me, the work that the Father wants to do will not be done. That's that's humbling. I mean, you would think Jesus would say, look, you know, I got all power so it's not, I can do it all by myself. We don't need the Holy Spirit. No. (laughs) Jesus could have said, it will only be by word. No, it's by spirit. Okay, fine, Jesus comes and he shares the word. Okay, that's wonderful, we have the word. But in order for me to become in the image of God, I need the spirit of God. For me to reflect his movement, his demonstration of power. For me to even have power, I need his spirit. So there is another that is within God that proceeds out of him, his Holy Spirit. Perceive it, one of the best ways for us to perceive that You know, the scripture says in the beginning was the word, so the word helps us to understand what Jesus looks like. Description of God manifests. But what about the spirit? A spirit in a spirit. Is that hard to understand? Sometimes when I was younger, it was hard to perceive. How could a spirit have a spirit? How could a spirit have a spirit? The spirit is a spirit. So why does the spirit have a spirit in it? That's weird. One of the ways that helps us to understand the spirit within the spirit is Jay has a real nice house and he loves to host parties. Just in case you weren't invited, keep that in mind so that next time if they, you hear a party's happening at Jay's house, go ahead and invite yourself. <laughs> so, and he likes, oh, and, ca- and uh, Candy, I almost call you Candace. Candy's really the one who likes to throw, she's, a, she's the architect of the parties. She's, uh, they love to be hospitable. Wait, wait, wait. What is, Hospitable. Huh? Did I say it wrong? You said it right. Oh, yeah, Hospitable. There's a spit in there. Okay. They love to be hospitable. I need to drink some water before I spit. <laughs> They love to be hospitable. The hospit <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying it wrong now? No, okay, good. <laughs> the accent. Oh, the accent. Am I yeah. saying, uh, it has an accent to it? Hospitable. <laughs> Hus- hospitable, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> hospitality yeah. is a characteristic of Jay and Candy. Yeah, yeah. Is it Candy or Candice? I want to call you Candice for some reason. I don't know why. Candy. Candy's better. It's sweet. So, hospitality is part of their characteristic, their character. If God was to take his character out of himself and manifest it, it would be the Holy Spirit. It is, so when the scripture says, create me a clean heart, renew a right spirit, it is saying renew a right character within me. But character takes power. That's why the Spirit of God has great power. Hallelujah. Character requires great power. So God does not just give us His Word. He also has to get His Spirit in us. So yes, it is good that He hid us in the Word. But He takes us and puts us in the world, Christ comes and dies for us so that, and then he comes and he puts his spirit in us. So this whole process is so he can get his, whole spirit, his spirit in us. I'm, I'm trying to say that carefully so some people wouldn't go off saying, wait a minute, so God knew Adam was going to sin, so God, you know, I'm not going there, I'll explain that in another class. <laughs> but what I'll say is this. If, So so God planned, (laughs) so God planned it, that we would be in Christ, he would hide us in the world, and he would come back and buy us. He fills us with his spirit, so that we then have the spirit of God, and we also were hidden in God. So this was done before the foundation of the world so that we might be holy and without blame in love. Because God gets to say, before he sinned, before he knew right or wrong, I loved him. Now this reminds me of Jacob. I told you I'm just following the vein. The vein is pulling me on Jacob. So this reminds me of Jacob. Jacob Had a twin brother called Esau. They are twins. So this meant that there shouldn't be anything different between the two. But yet, still, when they were in their mother's womb, the scripture says, God told Rebekah, Jacob I love, Esau I hate. (laughs) Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Now I hope you all are mature enough in the Lord. Grow up in the Lord. Now I'm about to tell you, how could God hate somebody? He can hate. God can hate. (laughs) But of course, to hate is to reject. And so it's like saying, Jacob, I will accept. Esau, I will reject. How could God reject? That is just as bad as saying hate, right? Esau means red, man of the dust. The red man, the dirt man. Jacob means deceiver. God said, I will reject the dust man I will take the deceiver and I will change him into the Prince of God. I will change him into my son, but I will not change the dust man into my son. God will not change our fleshly nature into his nature. He will take the man who was deceived and turn him into his nature. So so it reminds me of Jacob. So Jacob now, he was, uh, you know, he, was, he received a promise about his life. God loved him, but yet still he was born a deceiver. What kind of love is that? But anyhow, that's, Lord, that was not for you. That was just a comment along the way. <laughs> it's, it's Scratch that. So he received the word, I love you, but yet still he was a deceiver. He, first test in his life, he deceived his brother for his birthright. Second test, he went along with his mom and deceived the father for the blessing. God said, no, that's not how it works. And so what he did is he sent Jacob out and he took Jacob and he carried him. Now in, I, I, I didn't prepare this, but I'm going to, I remember the scripture somewhere. It's somewhere. In the Bible, it says <laughs> that God took Jacob, and he carried him through the desert on eagle's wings. He made him eat honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock and all that kind of stuff. What it was saying is that he took Jacob and he turned him pretty much into his son, right? A man that he promised love to, but was a deceiver somewhere in the middle, And he took him through a process and transformed him to now look like his son. He already had the promise of the love. When the father said, I love him, it's like a father would say, I love a son. But he was not actually being the son. So God took him and made him into the son. God intended for Jacob to be holy and without blame before him in love. That's why he said, I love him. God intended for us to be holy and blameless. So what he did is he said, I love him in the start. And because I said I love him, I will do whatever it takes so that in the end, he is holy and blameless. If I say I love my son, I I get to do all kinds of stuff to help my son. And nobody gets to say, well, he went to prison. So what? I love him but he killed someone, but I love him. Uh, But he still hates you, but I love him. From the time I said I love him at the beginning, there is nothing that would separate me from that love. There is nothing that would separate me from God. So God will come after me because I cannot come after God. Remember, I hate him, right? You know, some people get upset that God is pursuing someone. The man went in a field and found the treasure. It's not the treasure, said, Here I am, here I am. You know, the, I tell you. I mean he found what he thought was valuable there. I mean, if, if we could be found, they would, you know, we'd go and get ourselves found, but we can't. A dead man can't just wake up and say, Lord, I understand, I want to be saved now. No. God has to come after us. Don't think that these things belittle God. It causes his great character to be shown. It is the devil who thought that God going after someone was degrading. And that's why he projects it on us. It's called pride. I will be like God because of what the abilities I have. And God says, no, those who humble themselves will be exalted, and those who exalt themselves shall be made low. So don't you think I live by the same rules? For me to be exalted, I must humble myself. So for God to receive the glory out of the transformation of your life, he must humble himself and come down to where you are. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Um, My nose is turned up. I don't have a long nose to me, but it is turned up. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Uh, uh, in case you all didn't know what look i was giving that was a condemning look (laughs) he sent his son so that the world through him might be saved how through him so that he might be punished and die for their sake that is degrading so so what if he runs after someone he died he took punches and spit I mean, I used to say, if they punch me one thing, but don't spit in my face. It is not hospitable. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Don't spit in my face. But he took all that. He took all of that. (laughs) He took all that. So, yes, he humbled himself so that he might save me. That is his love. Because in his eyes, because he said, I love you before I was even in my mother's womb, he now sees me based on what he said here. I'm going somewhere. I like this vein. This vein feel like it's a good vein. He loves me because of what he said here. Another thing, I must interject. So when God made, and if it seemed like I'm jumping, it's not that I'm jumping, I'm saying these examples so that I can connect points. When God made man, he put all kinds of trees in the garden for the man to take care of it, but he put a tree in there that seemed to make no sense to me, he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in there, and then tells the man, don't eat it. Why would God put a tree in there and then say not eat it? Well, he put it there to test the man. That is one level. Let me go lower. God does not want to hide anything from us. He doesn't want to hide anything from us, so he is transparent. There is a tree of the knowledge of good and evil because God himself has the knowledge of good and evil. Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. Like one of us, To know good and evil but it was not meant for man to know good and evil man is a house he is not a source anyways so he was not meant to house good and evil God is the creator so he can create light and darkness but man is created he cannot house light and darkness you cannot serve two masters when God creates light when he, when he decides to say, let the light be here and not there, he has created darkness. But when a man says, I will have light in me and darkness in me, ah, can't do that. He dies. Yeah. So man, but God didn't want to hide any side of him from the man. Our Father does not hide anything from us. You may think he hides it from you. No, it's hard for you to see what he is saying but he hides nothing. He hides nothing from us. So God causes us, he wants us to, at the end of it all, to be blessed. So he puts puts everything, made it available for man when he said, I love him. And he put everything for him. Man falls into sin, and God now says, but I still see the man the way I said based on what I said about him here. I love him. So God sends Jesus Christ into the world, and like we know, he died for us. And then, because we were hid in Christ, he now raises Jesus up. So let's go to the next verse. I have to go there to understand this point. Hallelujah. Remember, as Jesus was teaching, the power to heal was present. Also remember that the Pharisees were there and none of them were healed. So... Those, if you're skeptical, uh, God does not require skepticism. Is that word right? Yes. So that you can be healed. He requires faith and expectation. God predestined us to adoptions as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to his good pleasure of his will. God was already set in his mind when he said, I love them. He didn't just say, I love you. He predestined us to be sons. Predestined means that he said this before the events. He set this up before the events. David said, blessed is the one whose sins are not held against him, or his iniquities are not held against him. Meaning that that person, they have sinned, but yet still they are not receiving the penalty for their sins. Isn't that all of us? we are the ones who sin but have not received the penalty for our sins because God had already had his will in love and he also planned that we would be adopted as sons. So let's skip now to the good part. I got to get to the good part now. The next verse. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted into beloved. Next verse. In him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which I talked about earlier. So next verse, that is one of the spiritual blessings by the way, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Next verse. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Let's go, next verse. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are on earth, which are in heaven and which are on earth. next, next, next Next verse. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who work all things according to the counsel of his will. Keep in mind the word inheritance. For time's sake, I'm moving fast. Next verse. We have to read this. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted. Keep that word in mind. Trust. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise so i have to pause here so now there is a predestination for sons we were predestinated to be adopted as sons and in him we have a few things first we must trust in him we must hear the word of god and we must believe, and that will qualify us for, a gar- for an inheritance. And God then gives us a guarantee, a down payment for that inheritance, the Holy Spirit. I'm going somewhere, okay? Because of time's sake, let's move. I'm not going to explain that. So let's keep going. Next verse. Oh, there's, there's more verses in the field. Oh, that's next verse. Oh, sorry. I thought he said that was it, like. <laughs> Who is the guarantee of, his, of our inheritance? The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I guess because I explained it, I thought I read it. Okay, let's go. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints... Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. Now keep going. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of blessing, or the Father of glory, may give, you, give to you the spirit of wisdom and, the, and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the work of his mighty power that he exerted when he, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places? That was a mouthful. I'll give an explanation. In Christ, we are not just dwelling, but in Christ, we trust. In Christ, we believe. And because we trust, having heard the word, believed, we now uh, qualify to receive the Holy Spirit. In the foundation class, I'm teaching about, uh, you know, being baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, and I'm taking my time with it. But one of the things that we must know, this is for everybody, those who couldn't make it to the class, if you want to be baptized with fire, there is an easy prerequisite, be baptized with water. Jesus said it, John said it, I indeed baptize you with water, but there is one who comes after me, which means that you cannot be baptized with fire until you be baptized with water. There is one, thank you, there is one who comes after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. If you, are, if you want to see the kingdom of God working in greater measure, you have to be baptized with water, and then you'll be baptized with fire. Elijah, when he was build, rebuilding the altar, he said pour, he dug a trench around it said pour water he said do it a second time do it a third time the altar had to be saturated with water had to be baptized with water first before it was baptized with fire lord your spirit your spirit lord oh lord your spirit lord oh baptize me with fire what does the scripture say i don't know <laughs> what does the word of god say about that situation you're in i don't know so what do you want fire for? I mean you can't get fire until you, you have to get water first. It's it's that's why it is stated. But be born again, being born of the water and of the spirit. Water was said first. That is why God flooded the earth first with water, and then he's going to baptize the earth with fire. Water first, then fire. And I could go on and on. So if you want to be baptized with fire, be sure not to just Lord, Lord, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire. Fire, Lord, fire, Lord. That is Baal-like. Oh, sorry, that is religious. I I, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what I'm doing to you when I say these things. If I knew you so, so well years, I'd probably know what impact I'm making. But I don't know if I'm hurting. I don't know if I'm hurting you all, if I'm helping. (laughs) I don't know if I'm breaking stuff, but I'm just, I'm just flowing. I'm just. Oh, the Baal people were saying, Baal, 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 cutting themselves, all kind of antics. They would, do, they would spill their blood, make themselves sacrifices to Baal. Louder, louder. Maybe if I go louder, the fire of God will come. Maybe if I jump around, the fire of God will come. You know? No. Maybe if I rebuild the altar and fill it with baptize it with water. Maybe the fire will come then. Surely the fire will come then. God used Elijah, by the way, to give us an example of how the fire comes. Rebuild your altar. Saturate it with the word of God. That's good. Come on. Saturate your heart with the word of God. Not know many scriptures. Saturate your heart with the Jesus. And he will baptize you with fire. So anyhow, I I went off on the sidetrack. Let me see if I can go back to where I was. Right. So that is, so he now is the guarantee of your inheritance. And so then Paul said, when I saw, when I saw that you had faith in Jesus, that means you have to know about Jesus. You can't have faith when there is no word. Because faith comes by hearing, right? Mm-hmm. If there is no word, people say, I have faith in God. In Have faith. Faith in what? Faith in God. Okay. Faith in God about what? Faith in God, so how? How do I have faith in God? What did God say? What am I holding on to? What am I believing? If I don't know, then I could have no faith. How could you have faith when you know Nothing. You have to know something to have faith. If if there is no instruction, there is no faith. If there is no go do, there is no faith. If there is no command, there is no faith. What do you have faith in? Faith in the, the air? I mean, it has to be faith in the word. So there must be a word first preceding the faith. So we have to get the word of God. So when he said, I saw your faith in Jesus Christ, it means you have word and you have faith. So it means you're baptized with word. But he said something also. He said, when I saw your love for each other, Uh aha, aha. This is a special ingredient that must be in the mix before you start getting some of these spiritual blessings. You can have faith, but if you don't have love, you become nothing. So for you to be a son, you must have love and you must have faith. Those two, they must abide together. Faith, hope, and love. When he saw that, he prayed that their eyes would be, first of all, he prayed that the spirit of wisdom would rest on them. He prayed that they would recognize their hope and their calling. Let me, let me read it here. Sorry. Where are you? So he prayed that their eyes would be open and he prayed that they, uh, that they would receive wisdom. I wanna to get to it, where are you? According to God, believe in Father. Where are you? Yes, the church. Please bear with me one second, I must read this. I must read this. Where are you? This is what you get when you just go off on a tangent and then, uh, and then you're like, oh, I remember something in my notes and I was supposed to get it on my iPad but I could not get internet so I had to. Where are we in Christ? I'll wing it. Verse 17. Verse 17? Let's go to verse 17. I know I wrote the sequence of it. When he started saying, when Paul said, I'm praying, and he mentioned a few things according to order, and I wanted to go through the order without having to go back through the scripture. Oh, verse seventeen. Yeah, same, same, same time. Now the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of Him. The first thing you must have: wisdom and the knowledge of Him. Next, keep those in mind. That the eyes of your understanding would be open, that you may know. What is the hope of his calling? So there is a calling. So, you're, so he's giving you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge of him. And then he's bringing you into a calling. Hope of glory. So na, 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 na. Inheritance in the saints. So, uh, so that your eyes will be opened, your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Next verse. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Wisdom, revelation of him, hope of the calling, being aware of the glory of the inheritance, and then uh, an awareness of the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. God has an exceedingly great power that he wants us to have and to walk in. But if we do not recognize it, we would live like mere men. There is a scripture in Psalms chapter 20. It says, God says, he pronounced judgment to the earth. He is saying, you all are gods, but you all will die like mere men. Jesus later confirmed and said, why are you all upset with me that I say I am the son of God? God himself said, you are gods, all of you who receive the word of God. If we are not aware that we are children of God and there is an exceedingly great power that has been worked within us and that can work within us, there is a calling, there is a glory. If we don't know these things, we would die like mere men. The Father wants us to be children. If we were to grant him any Father's Day gift, it would be that you would come to know who you are in Him. We've lived, now, after I've said all this, now let me just talk to you. We've lived like mere men because we understand men more than we understand God. We understand this world system more than we understand God. We understand our position here more than we understand our position in heavenly places. We see ourselves as earthly and not as seated at God's right hand because God is far out there. He's too high for us. When he himself said, in love I hid you in my son and I raised my son to sit next to me at my right hand, my right hand of power, he now has all authority and he has all the power. And Oh, by the way, later on, I'm letting you know that he is the head and you are the body and I am going to put all things under the foot of the body. But if we don't see ourselves that way? We live like mere men. God who is the God, the father of blessings, want us to be children of blessing. Abraham, leave your father's house and country and go to the land I will show you. Let me become your father and I will bless you and I will make you my son. I will make you a blessing, just like I am the father of blessing you will be the son of blessing. And through my son, I will do my work because I always do my work through my sons. So the inheritance that God wants is not earth, world, galaxy, angels. His inheritance is sons. Any father knows that who has, and when I say sons, please don't include daughter. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I hope I'm not hurting anybody. According to the spirit, I'm saying sons. In the natural, you can say daughter. But that's if you see yourself in the flesh. But if you see yourself in the spirit, you are man. But God made, formed, flesh, man, woman. You are not only flesh, you are spirit. So you are man. You may be a female man <laughs> or a male man. But you are man, so that makes you son. So Candy, you're a son. How does it feel to be a son? (laughs) And we, guys, we are the bride of Christ. (laughs) If I make it about my gender in my human form, then I would lose out on the wedding feast. I would probably be catering, but not participating. (laughs) So we all are sons. We all are sons of God. And God does everything through the word, his son. All things were made by the son, and without him was not anything made that was made. God does everything through the son. That is why, because when he hid us, a statement about us in his son, he's going to do what he wants to do also through us. We have to come to the realization of who we are. We have to know that we are seated at the right hand of God and have been given authority and power. We cannot live as mere men when we are sons of God. Now, if anybody in here, and if I could, I mean, the spirit and me can know your thoughts, but if anybody in here is thinking like the world with a message like that, you need to be saved. Because we are sons, what do sons do? Sons do only what they see their father do. Sons are willing to humble themselves and become human form and to die a death, even the death that's on the cross. That's what gods do. Are you a God? Now, demons say, no, I am powerful. I dare not die for anyone. And they will will do what I say. They don't tell me what to do. I will. But gods say, no, I will humble myself. That's what gods say. Gods say, I will do only what the Father tells me to do. That's what gods say. I'm, I'm leaving son of gods and sons of, I mean, why do all that? A, li- a baby lion is a what? A lion. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, Because I'm tired, my mouth is tired. I'm saying baby lion and baby, and I, okay, let me skip the word out and just go straight to it, right? Sons of God, children of God, gods. Baby gods, little gods. Right. So gods, must know who they are, what the Father has done, and where he positions you. If not, you will live like mere men. Mere men. But that is not what God wants. God wants to inherit not mere men. Remember, he said, Jacob I love, Esau I hate, the man of the dust I reject, the man who was deceived but is my son. I love him. I will convert him back. I will make him into prince with God. Prince meaning son of God. I will make him into the God that he was meant to be. Does that offend you? I hope these things are not offending you. Okay, thank God it's the river. Some places, oh my gosh, you'll be offended by that. (laughs) One of the things that the enemy the enemy uses to hinder the people of God is false identity. Uh, So when he sees Jesus, he goes to him and says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. If you are the son of God, then jump down, prove yourself to the world. If you are all these things were given to me. If you want to be the son of God, then go. Ahead. if you want to do the work, then go ahead and worship me and I will make the work easy for you. No. Identity is always attacked. Always come after the man's identity. The spirit man, sorry. I pray then that the eyes of your understanding would be open so that you would know who you really are. I remember something, Robo. when I shook your hand, I said, I said, uh, it's already done. All morning, I've been saying that God did this thing first. And then he just went through, there was a period where things seemed like it went off. But because of what he said here, he went through all this with the man and then raised the man up in the end. God already said, by his stripes, you are already healed. But he's just going through a thing with you, and then there's going to be an exaltation. Your exaltation is coming. soon. your exaltation, actually, is this morning. The reason I'm saying that is because the things that we're talking about, because I'm now thinking about what I'm saying, If we are talking about it here and the message is that God has spoken a word at the beginning and he has done a redeeming work in the middle so that he can do an exalting work in the end, that then is for whoever would receive that word. He already spoke a word of healing. He is doing a salvation work right now. It may not look like it. Jacob may not have looked like the blessed. He looked like the trickster. He looked like the deceiving one. But as far as God was concerned, God already said, Jacob, I love. It's until Jacob wrestled with who he was and decided, I will no longer be the man deceived. I want to be the man blessed. And he held on to what God said and said, I will not let go of the word until I am blessed by the word. And then God said, what is your name? The first thing he fixed was his identity. What is your name? How do you see yourself? How do you call yourself? How do you go by? What? Well, that's a Trinidad that expression. <laughs> What name do you go by? Jacob. That's all I've seen. That's all I know. That's all I've been that I could remember in my past. You did not know that because you have held on to your, the Word of God and did not let go and you refuse to be blessed by deception anymore. You refuse to do things your way so that you can be blessed. You refuse to see it your way to be blessed. You decided to do what I told you in a dream when before you would have figured out a nice strategy to get what you wanted from your uncle who was stealing from you. Jacob was the deceiver. He could have deceived Laban, one trickster against another. But he said, but God told me in a dream to do this and I did what he said and that's how I am blessed because I do what God told me. Amen. So I no longer live like the mere men I chose to live by the Word of God and Jesus himself said it. Is it not written in your law? You are all gods. You who receive the Word of God. Jacob received the Word of God and lived by it and he came to a point where he needed that blessing to manifest. He said I'm not going to let go of your word God until you bless me. I'm not going to let go So he's wrestling with the angel. Angels are messengers. It means he's wrestling with the message. He's wrestling with the message in the word of God and say, I'm not going to let go of this word until it blesses me. If you would hold on to the mere word that says being baptized with water comes before being baptized with fire. And you say, Lord, I'm I'm going to hold on to this until I see the baptism of fire. There will come a day when... You are baptized with fire. Because you choose not to let go. You choose to see what God is saying rather than to see things the way you've been seeing it. Stop seeing your life the way you saw yourself yesteryear. That is Satan's trick to keep you in deception so that you would live as mere men who he has dominion over. Any good deceiver will do that. Jacob's uncle said, work for me another seven years, and I'll give you my second daughter. Any good deceiver will come up with a way to keep you bound. For the children of God, it is to try to keep them from recognizing who they are. You are more powerful than you see yourself. You are more powerful than you see yourself. You are more powerful than you see yourself. You are more powerful than you see yourself to be. There is more power in you. You have great authority. You have right hand of God authority. You have authority as one who sits at the right hand of God. Of God. Of God. You have authority you have power available to you stop living like mere men get that word that converts you into god he who received the word of god are called gods get the word in you and you will see the power of god god gives you his very character not just his words His very character, what empowers him to be what he is. The power that works within him, that that helps us know him to be merciful and gracious. It is the Spirit of God that even drew us to Jesus so that we can get saved, so that we can come and be filled with the same Holy Spirit. He who is with you and shall be in you That's what Jesus said, the Comforter. He is, why is he not given to the world? Well, he's with you guys, because he's leading you to me. And after I leave, he would be able to get into you. And after you get baptized with the word, he'll be able to get upon you. How does he get upon me? Who cleans the church? This bottle holds the water. I'm gonna change the form of the bottle so that what's in it comes out of it. He's getting, the bottle is getting baptized by what's in it. The Spirit is not two spirits. It's not one spirit in me and another spirit coming from heaven to baptize me. It is the same spirit in me that must find a way to fill, to be filled. I have to be filled with it. Out of my belly will bubble up rivers. Rivers. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit have your way today. We desire the bubbling. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have said over us. You said you loved us from the beginning. You said you loved us from the beginning. You said you loved us from the beginning. And in the middle, you sent your son to die for us while we were in our sins. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And you have hidden us in him. You said, No man can see my face and live, Moses, but there is a place by me. And if you would, I would place you in that place by me. And my justice, my face, my front face, all must be as I say, my front face, my justice will pass, but you will be hidden in me. You will be hidden in the rock. The rock will face the justice for you and after I have passed, I will remove my hand so that you can look and see my back side, my mercy side, for I have my justice side but I also have, I will turn my back at my mercy side, you will look at my mercy side Hallelujah. I declare over you, you will look at the mercy side of God. You will see the mercies of God like you have never seen the mercies of God before. Hallelujah. You shall look at the mercy of God like you've never seen the mercy of God before. And after you have looked and looked at the mercy of God, you will be illuminated. You will not just be enlightened, you will be illuminated. You will not just have knowledge, you will have a glow of power. After you have looked and hid yourself within the mercy of God who is through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray now that their eyes would be opened so they would see the mercy of God. May they who are hid in Christ Jesus see your mercy and as they behold your mercy Transform them into the glowing ones. Transform them into the children of light. Transform them into the gods that you intended them to be. For God is light and they are the children of light. They are the children of light. They are the children of light. light. They are the children of light. They are the light of the world. Father, you are looking for sons, light sons. You are looking for those who are like you. Make everyone here like you. By your word, by your spirit, by your love, by your mercy. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just stay with our minds on the Lord. He wants to do something. Thank you, Jesus. Lord. If you could repeat after me, say, Lord, Lord. my Father. I want, to be your son. I want to be your son. So I want to know you. Show me your heart. Show us your heart. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. It is not by might, it is not by power, it is not by man's will, it's by the Spirit. Father, show them the inheritance. Show them the hope. Show us the hope. Show us the inheritance. Show us, O God, the glory that you have hidden in us, the glory to your name. Show us, O Lord. Show us, fix our identity. Help us to be comfortable seated next to you. Help us to be comfortable in Christ. Help us, Lord, to want to know our heavenly nature more than our earthly nature. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Every thought that keeps us fast to this world, may it be broken in the name of Jesus. May we be comfortable knowing that we are spirit beings. May we be comfortable knowing that they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Father, help us to be comfortable walking in the Spirit, not fulfilling the old nature of the flesh. Father, help us, Lord, I pray. Help us to walk in the Spirit. Help us to remain in the Spirit. Help us to live in the Spirit. Help us, Lord, to know daily that we are the body of Christ. Help us to see ourselves beyond this world, for you have overcome the world's system. Help us to see that we are above the gods of this world, for you have been seated far above all thrones, dominions, and powers. You have been seated above all powers, dominions, thrones. When we read that, we're thinking of evil, but they are not evil. Those are different levels of beings. (laughs) Those are different levels of beings. We have been seated far above all the levels of, there is a being called power and thrones. but we are still far above them because we are next to God. If we could receive that, God can work better through us. Uh, There there are many of you who want to work for God, who want to do mighty things for God, but God is saying, I see your desire, but you're still not, you're not wanting to be what I say you must be in order to do it. Jesus was willing to die being comfortable saying that he is the Son of God. They were about to kill him. That is something you don't go and tell the Jews. But he was comfortable with it enough to say, why do you want to kill me? Because I said I'm the Son of God. He was so comfortable with it. But it is the religious nature that says, I want to kill or destroy that word, that anger that comes up. (sighs) uncomfortable i don't like it i don't like that word that is of the devil it is it is religious nature it is pretense it is hypocrisy when god has given a gift it is for you to take he will not take it back it is yours why are you rejecting it? why are you rejecting the thing that god has said is yours what reason do we have God has made us and worked and labored to make us sons and then we're like yeah no that's that's too that's that's the enemy trying to make us I don't even know what I can't even understand what the enemy is trying to do again because I can't see it anymore I can only see what God is doing now I hate the version of me I was when I accepted the word of the devil about false humility God says, "Accept who I have made you." I want to be that person. I want to walk in the power of God. Father, I pray. And I, I, I don't know at this point, you know, I don't want to just call people up just because we do that. I want the Spirit of God to work within you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Everyone here who has opened their heart to Your Word, send them home changed. Send them home pondering on who am I really? Who am I? Who am I? Have I been 50% or 10% of what I am capable of being? Who am I really? Father, send them home pondering on this. What is your calling? What is this inheritance? What is this power that you speak of? What can I do seeing that I am the one in christ next to you what what can i do father send them home pondering send them home with your word in jesus name be blessed remember the power to heal is present healing is not always about a physical ailment i pray above all things that you prosper and be healthy but your soul First, must be healthy. Amen. Be blessed, be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Thank you, Pastor Clayton. That was amazing. Wow. Well, guys, we love you. Happy Father's Day, and we'll see you at Connect Wednesday at 545. God bless you guys.